and welcome to this talk podcast. My name is Stacey and I like to keep things easy, simple, and very realistic, but I'm going to do something a little bit different this time. I'm going to do something that's a little bit off topic. So let me go ahead and just get right into it. Okie dokie, so let's go over what's happening. Oh, I'm swiping over in my screen because I don't know where I put it. Oh, here it is. So I did something a little different instead of using pieces of paper in my handy dandy little binder notebook. I'm using my phone to do this. So let's look here and see what it says. So the OT2, the off topic. So number two, it's about mindfulness. And there's some things I wanted to go over when it comes to being mindful. Um, first is products that I use. I want to share some things that I use with you. Um, so we'll be doing a little list, but it's some things I want to use with you, use with you, <laughs> talk to you about to let you know what you can use to be a little bit more mindful when it comes to products and your body and taking care of it. And then there's toxic care. Oops, I'm moving buttons on my phone. Um, toxic care products. <laughs> what, what did I write? Products that you can use to help stay toxic free. Um, fad diets, loose clothing, and ooh, this topic. Um, this topic, the last one, I will put at the very end after everything. This one is really just for adults to listen to and to be aware of what it is that something they can see with their children and what other adults do too but just to be aware of some things so that they can keep that in mind and maybe tell their children hey don't you don't do that but um this is what i'm going to be talking about for this off-topic conversation so let's go ahead and get into the first thing i want to talk about which was some products that i use for me myself and my family (laughs) me myself and I right no it's me and my son my family and things that I encourage others to use as well when I speak with my clients is the first one is sleeping on the floor floor sleeping is great for your bones and bone density some people say that it helps them to stay you know a little bit more level-minded and a little bit more sound-minded because they're a little bit more humbled when sleeping on the floor when we sleep on the floor what happens our body uses our bones to sleep on not our organs our bones which is what our bones are strong enough to endure and to handle and to do and to use. It also helps with bone density. So when we're sleeping on our bones, it, it helps them to act and do like strong bones, which is to stay strong and hold us up. Um, what else?
floor. It is not. Great news, you can pick up your futon and still dust it off and beat that sucker. You know, get a stick and whack it. You know, leave some stress. Whack that mattress or just beat that mattress because what it's doing is it's airing out, loosening up any type of dead cells that might have built up in there, um, any type of bacteria, any type of fungi, any type of anything that could be sitting inside your mattress. Something else you can do for your mattress, mattress, futon, sheet futon, any of those, is you can take baking powder, sprinkle baking powder across your mattress. No sheets attached. And you sprinkle that on. And then you get a bottle or some type of spray bottle or just a container of water. And if you're using a container of water, okay, if you're using a spray bottle, okay. But you basically want to spray um, a little bit of some vinegar water. So you want to dilute the vinegar with the water so it's not too strong. Like one-third vinegar, two-thirds water. And then or you can also add a few drops of essential oils because it smells great. Or you can dilute some, you know, lemon, orange skins, lime, whatever fruits into your water. If you want to kind of get that smell, you know, flower, petals also help with fragrance in your water you can dilute it by letting it sit in there for about a week a few days however long you want the longer it sits the better it smells you said it let it sit too long it's gonna be really strong but this is what you can do for some of the smell because if you may not want the vinegar smell mm -hmm. not cleaning vinegar 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 and you're going to take the solution and you're going to spray it on top of that baking powder that you sprinkled all over your bed. And you will actually notice a great difference in your mattress size. It will really extremely fluff up. Even with springs, even with whatever foam you have in your bedding, your mattress, your shiki futon, your futon, whatever it is that you sleep on, your foam, it will fluff up dramatically. It's incredible just to watch. You can do like a little science experiment. Just look at it and watch it. It is fun to see because it happens real quick. And once that solution has set on there for a little bit, maybe about an hour, 15 minutes, however long you want it to sit on there, the longer it sits, the better because the more it can kill and um, break down these things that you just don't want to be sleeping on. Do this about once a week, once a month, however many times you want, but you just kind of want this bedding to get aired out or you want it to go through this cleaning process. Then after you have sprinkled uh, baking powder, baking soda, on top of it, not baking powder, it's baking soda. Baking soda and then your vinegar water solution, 
you want to vacuum it up. If you don't have a vacuum, that's okay. You can sweep it up and that can help get rid of some of these things because when we sleep, our bodies, they let off heat. They basically rid ourselves of toxins that are in our body. Toxins, it um, also just releases heat, moisture, things that's built up um, within our bodies. It kind of just can come out of our skin as well, not just from pooing, but just also through our skin too. And we can secrete also oils and sweat and just must and stink and nasty, funky when we're sleeping. And so when we're using this type of cleaning method or this airing out method, and those are two different methods, airing it out and feeding it or airing it out just by itself. And then the baking soda and vinegar solution, these three different ways, airing it out, no beating, airing it out with beating, and baking soda and vinegar solution, when we do these three different types of things, we can help our bed to stay healthy and clean and nice for us to sleep in, and we will sleep better. Oh my goodness, so much better. Um. a string from your shoe wrap your shoelace around your bar of soap if you've got to or get a sock stick your soap into your sock and use it that way too there's a lot of different things you can do to help you to use your bar of soap and also using bar of soaps you can usually get ones that are more natural based Things that are a little bit more healthier and calmer to use for your skin. And what happens in result from this, and you can also use a bar of soap for your hair, shampoo, bar of soaps, conditioner, bar of soaps. There's bar soap because there's lime in soap and lime in the soaps. They have this ability to be very effective when cleaning. And yes, you can use them to wash your dishes. You can use them to wash pretty much most things all around your home. So they're very versatile. So getting a bar soap can be used in all these different things, including your clothing, including, I don't know, lots of stuff. <laughs> you can wash your car with a bar of soap. Like you can do so much with a bar of soap versus liquid soap. So this is why I suggest using bars of soaps. And being that
the microwave to get food out that you want. Now, I'm not saying don't use any plastic containers. I'm not saying that, hey, you who use plastic containers, you're wrong. No, all I'm saying is that be thoughtful, be mindful, be aware on what you do as best as you can when it comes to the containers that your food goes in. Now, if you use glass, glass takes a lot. You can microwave that sucker and it's not really going to be affected. It's just going to be like, I don't know, pinky in the brain hitting Superman on the toe. Like, that's not doing anything. And when we sit there and we use glass, we're making sure that what we're eating out of the glass is not being polluted by any possible toxins that can harm. Tastes so good. <laughs> Let me be very honest. Vinegar's. <laughs> when talking too much um when you throw out your product and you're finished with it like you're just you're done i don't need this container no more okay for whatever reason you may do that if you throw out an ethical product it's not designed to damage or to harm the environment as best as possible and so that's something that we can do to show some love to our neighbors and those that we live around and also to our home of a planet that we live on
middle to sit back down. He's like, oh, I need you to take everything out from underneath the cabinet. And I'm like, I did. <laughs> and he was pretty like, what? And he went right back to the cabinet. He's like, oh my goodness, that took you so fast. And I'm like, yeah, it's not that, it's not that much. Um, I keep my cleaning products very simple. Very simple. To be quite honest, having an all-purpose cleaner is so beneficial. And if you're using something that is all-purpose, meaning... And you're also going to help yourself a lot with not having to figure out, okay, I need this product, I need that product, I need this product. And having to lug all those things around. You don't need that. I literally just have one bucket and it's full with um, my all-purpose spray. It's full of my, I have like, I have this mop. It's like a flat mop. And I have different changing pads that I can wash and reuse like there's a heavy duty wash pad there's the medium duty wash pad and there's the light wash pad that kind of just it's like a little dust cloth you know it dust cloths up my floor and then it also has another attachment which changes this mop head to a broom i have that and then i have an outdoor broom head too i don't really need it at this point but <laughs> in the apartment that i live in i don't really need this outdoor mop head broom head but i have it and these things, they help me and my family to keep, you know, uh, our, what we use down. I also have a cleaning bucket and then I have a laundry bucket because I also like to wash my laundry by hand. I have a machine. I use my machine. And these are some of the things that I use. And that's not all. You know, is that all? I think that's all. No, I have cleaning rags and dust cloths and I think that's it. I don't have anything else. I think I do. No. <laughs> Let me try to think. No. No, I don't. Mm -mm, not in my cleaning bucket. That's actually it. In my cleaning bucket. My cleaning bucket. Cleaning bucket. <laughs> um, this is what I have in my cleaning bucket. And it's really simple. I just go open up my really empty under the sink cabinet. Take this bucket out and move it. And the guy was pretty shocked. And so he, we had like a whole little conversation about natural plant-based products he used for his home and then talked about the science all about it and he was like oh my goodness yeah that was some time ago that i needed that plumbing done um but yeah that's a normal thing people need plumbing done on their sinks that
a shower first and then they'll sit and soak in the bath and what they found out was that using essential oils help them to heal better so that's another us to be exposed to infections and so that's something to keep in mind when going shopping for your care products even your makeup products does it have um, your perfumes and such uh, what what is where's this smell coming from is it synthetic is it um, designed in some laboratory somewhere you know just take some thoughts into what you get and where it comes from because if it's synthetic if it's full of a bunch of fragrance it usually has a lot of fake stuff in there and if you're putting a bunch of fake stuff onto your body it's gonna affect your body and it's probably not gonna be too healthy and good for you reasons as well um, I'm not gonna get into all that right now um, but fat diets are things that come and go that are popular and then they're no longer popular and without any thought of if it's particularly healthy for that one individual who's choosing that diet they do it because other people are doing it and instead of doing it for themselves they just do it because someone says it's cool
anybody be capable of being mean? Yes. Do they have to necessarily be capable of being this particular mean? No, 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 they don't. No. Can they be mean on accident? Yeah, yeah, sure. We're, you know, we're not perfect people. You know, that can happen. But if someone could, hopefully they're not specifically being mean to someone about what they eat. be coming from our lifestyles because maybe someone's not as able to cook a certain way for themselves or obtain certain food for themselves and so we don't want to never pressure anybody into feeling shameful on what they are able to eat and not eat because we are not them we're not living their lives and that's not cool Hmm. depends on who it is who's doing it how long they're doing it for is it something that they're doing for popularity sake or they're doing it for their own health well those are the different questions that no one can really answer because each person is different so i can't really say <laughs> some people use things like herbalife herbalife is a shake that people eat and consume and they use it and it helps them they use it for a certain period of time, and some people use it for extensive periods of time. Everybody's different. There's, excuse me, I need to drink my water. But um, some people have the keto diet. Cognitive abilities. I've seen children who had speech development that was slow um, in regards to others their age and where on average that child's progression should be at that time. Now, I understand everybody's different, everybody develops differently and ages differently, that, that I understand. But if they're five and they have no ability to speak, that's a clear sign that something is going on with their cognitive abilities, their speech abilities, and you may want to find out why. Well, what's been found out and been proven, and it's so beautiful, when these young ones go onto a keto diet within a few days, within a few weeks, within a few months, it is drastic between each of those different stages of days, times, and these children are, their progress is so beautiful. Like, it will blow your mind. Just go ahead, go on YouTube, like research it and just watch some of these videos. It just, it touches your heart. 
It really does because these children come in and they're unable to speak and they're unable to keep so still. They're, they're just unable to do a lot of things that children their own age are able and capable of doing that they're not for whatever reason that they may have. And the keto diet really helps them. Now, the keto diet is low calorie and high fat. Good fats. Good, nice, healthy fats. Mmm, love those fats. Uh, these two things is really what the keto diet is based on and founded on. And it, it causes a person to go into ketosis. And what ketosis is, is where because of the low carbohydrates, I said calories, <laughs> low carbohydrates and high fats. So these carbohydrates, they're not getting enough of. The body says, hmm, I still need something to use for energy. So then it starts to develop ketotones. And ketotones is this new energy source that the body is using and what happens with ketotones which carbohydrates cannot do is that ketotones can you know basically pass through certain barriers like the blood brain barrier and so these children are able to get the ketotones straight to the brain really really quickly now say if they're eating it with carbohydrates they're not eating saying that the brain is using carbohydrates how carbohydrates work compared to ketotones is that ketotones can develop within the body using what's going on in the body now carbohydrates is something that we take intake and digest through our food and it has to go through the digestive tract to then it's going to go through our bloodstream and then it's going to go up to our brain through our blood but ketotones is something that's happening within our own body through ketosis and it can just go straight to our brain. So our body is able to use it and pull it up quicker and faster than it would with carbohydrates. And so that's why it's so cool for these children who really need this development for their brain fast. And so they're getting it and they're getting it and it's amazing to watch their progress. If you ever have time, go ahead and watch that because it just touches your heart. which is where it's really plant-based and it's high in starchy food and low in calorie. So calorie-dense food, um, calorie-dense vegetables is something that they're not consuming. So anything with high calories. Calorie is a measurement within food. It's basically changing <laughs> how food is and what this food is going to equal as energy amount. So it's just basically a measurement calorie. So when it's a lot of calorie, that's a big measurement. And when it's low calorie, it's a little bit of measurement. And so what's happening with this diet where it's low calorie, 
high starch, um, people are noticing dramatic weight losses within a few weeks. Can this diet be sustainable? It could. Is it considered a fad diet? It could. But can it be sustainable? It sure could. Just like the keto diet. Every All kinds of different diets, they are different for everybody. Um, with this high starchy, low calorie diet, um, I forget the acronym, but it's like just a bunch of consonant letters. And it's like no sugar or low sugar. And it's also... Um, oh, low oil or no oil. Um, yeah. So I forget the consonant abbreviation for it off the top of my head right now. I don't know why. But this is something that people can do to help them, especially if they have been having some digestive issues previously before. Um, it's kind of like a reset to their diets. It kind of, uh, readjusts it so that their digestive tract can consume food again. That's something that they do for this diet. Um, yeah. Uh, ooh, another type of diet that's short term could be one for those with like IBS. Those with IBS can have short term, short, short term. Let me clearly speak. <laughs> um, these type of short term diets are diets for those who have like IBS anyone who has IBS and I've known clients who've had IBS where they have to take food off their menu um has there been any correlation between dietary changes and um food allergies and the digestive tract I have not found any solid studies to clearly relate this but Anybody with IBS will tell you yes. <laughs> there is some significant connection between uh, being allergic basically to food and being allergic to food on and off. You can be allergic to a food um, one day, not the next. And then a few days later, now you're allergic to it again. That's IBS where their stomach and the immune system within the lining of the stomach, it just does not does what it's supposed to um that's how that is that can be something that's a diet that's short term where they're on this like exclusion diet where they're not eating certain things for a while and then they can slowly add it back or they may not be able to add it back at all these are some diets that can seem almost as if they're fat diets but they're not so again fat diet is just a diet that comes and goes based on popularity and that is a fat
something different. But is a fat diet for you? I wouldn't say a fad diet because it's just coming with popularity. You know, do people like it or not liking it? You know, I, I would personally say for myself, no, fat diets are not for me. But I have my own, you know, dietary requirements that I have that I do. It's called basic nutrition. Uh, but there's things I can't eat and things I'm allergic to, you know, stuff like that. Things I just won't eat because I just don't like it. Um, But yeah. later okay so this is the last bit for this off topic and it's about loose clothing or clothing in general when we buy our clothes it's best to look at um, the material is the material synthetic is it natural um, where does the material come from how is it processed the reason why is because um, we want to be thoughtful on what we put on our bodies and how it affects others around us, especially when we get rid of our clothing for whatever reason we do. But um, when we're wearing it and when it's in use or when we wash it, paying attention to how it was made and how that process took place is very helpful for our own health. But also when we're finished with that clothing, it also helps for others as well and the earth um, it can pollute the ground that it's around um, these, synth these synthetic materials it can um, leach toxins from it into the earth the process of making these toxic synthetic fabrics can be very harmful to the environments that the factories are in the locals in that area especially if you're getting products that are sourced from countries that are third world third third world countries or countries where they're really heavy on um, factory productions um, these places can be very harmful to the workers health they can be harmful to their living conditions because of the amount of time they have to be at work um, and lots of other reasons as well. I suggest that you go look up to see your own evidence on why these fast fashion companies can be very harmful to the employees and to the consumers. So go ahead and go look that up. I'll see if I can attach a video for you to watch but look up um, fast fashion and it will really encourage you to start purchasing things that are ethical meaning that you care what happens to those making the products and you also care about how it's going to affect you and your health when wearing it um, I strongly suggest for anyone to always look into slow fashion where clothing is made uh, for thought and it's not made fast meaning like it's just quickly just produced in large quantities where each item is thought of for the person who's buying it and who's going to wear it because then you're going to get a product that's with love and with care and it's not something that's made, hopefully, to hurt you or to harm you as best as possible.
we're not living in a perfect world right now, and so things can just be, you know, how they are, unfortunately. And we can try our best to think about others and ourselves and our environments by just taking a moment or two to think about what you're buying, how you're buying it, and how it was made. We can also go to thrift stores. I think an online thrift store's name is called ThriftBap. I think that's the name. I'll try to link it in the description box. Um, That's like a very large online thrift shop. But there are some local thrift shops you can look up. Um, Some large company ones are Sam's, um, MCC, um, Salvation Army. Um, Just look into wherever you're going to go and purchase your thrift items from. There are some more local ones. I've seen some in people's homes. Um, Go to yard sales, you know, all these types of places. Um, Also, sometimes when uh, my mind is slipping me, um, storage places are selling units. A lot of times they'll sell for just like a couple hundred bucks and you can get not just clothing, but like furniture, toys, and all kinds of things that you wouldn't normally think of. You can get from... A storage company sell um, they sometimes they're just not even a hundred bucks sometimes they're way less than that I've seen some of them sell for like 20 bucks for the whole storage unit so that's a pretty good price you can't beat that um, go check that out but if you're looking for some loose natural clothing there's lots of them I'll try to put a lot of them into the description box but you want to look for things that are based on natural fabrics that are not really mixed material as much. Um, there's nothing wrong with mixed material, but just as um, little as possible because then you're uh, able to really know what it is that you're putting on. The process when making clothing that's not mixed, it's um, a lot simpler and it's a lot more natural, um, meaning that the material is natural based. It's not as uh, artificial or synthetic. Um, and again, just try to purchase some non-synthetic material. Um, these are some helpful tips that I can suggest for being mindful when it comes to clothing. Also, let me put this into my little, um, checkoff list is, um, how do I want to put this point? When we buy clothing that's not tight, Um, where it's maybe not so much fitted like snug and tight to our body, but just fitted. It's not baggy, it's not tight, but it's just fitted and comfortable, maybe even slightly loose. These clothing allow for toxins within our bodies to release through the skin. So when we sweat, we're sweating stuff that comes out of our bodies that our body needs to get rid of. Um, People like to put on certain deodorants that have a lot of toxins in the deodorant or metals in the deodorant. And what happens is, is that the body can't breathe from that pore that this is on. So your skin has a bunch of little holes that are kind of like pores, not like actual like ginormous holes, but essentially holes and your skin needs to breathe. Um, I spoke about this in one of my shiatsu 
episodes where I spoke about how the skin is considered like a third lung in the Eastern medicine and in Western medicine. And when we clog up our pores with products, um, what happens is, is that it can't properly breathe. And so its ability to get rid of these things and to filter it out of us, it's no longer able to do. And so um, it's the same with clothing. And some, I'll try to look these, these things up um, to try to attach it to the description box. But there was some studies done about women and young girls wearing tight clothing and it was actually causing yeast infections and um it was really you know they're they're painful they're not comfortable and so that's something to keep in mind if they can cause infections like that of course you don't want to wear anything that's tight also um it encourages modesty when you don't wear tight clothing um You know, you should respect your body and the beautiful gift that you were given when you were created to be able to not show everything to everyone. (laughs) You don't have to do that. Like, quite frankly, um, this is just, just put it straight simple. What is interesting about a butt? Seriously, this is where someone poops. This is where poop is literally coming out of. That's not interesting to stare at. If you're getting excited about certain things like that, you need to stop and think. Like um, babies. Babies drink breast milk. That's their food source. Why are you excited about baby food? A person sometimes maybe just needs to stop and think about these things. Um, So when looking for certain clothing, keep modesty in mind. It's not for other people, but it's for yourself first and foremost, and then it's respectful to others as well, because you never want to be disrespectful to anyone when you're wearing your clothes, so that's something to keep in mind, um, yeah, those those are the, um, big tips I wanted to give when it comes to loose clothing, and being mindful about it is the material, how it was processed and made, the what happened to for your clothes to get to you can you just not buy anything new can you go thrifting can you recycle can you repurpose it maybe use it for rags in your home and when deciding if this clothing is okay or not for you to wear is it modest is a good question is it going to affect someone else and how they live and yeah so Try to choose some loose, modest clothing because it will really make you feel good within your own body and very easy and comfortable to pick and to choose and to get dressed. Um, I want to make another talk about capsule wardrobes, which is where you have a certain amount of clothes that are basic clothing where you could, you know, pretty much not have to get up and decide and uh, you know to spend long hours of figuring out what to wear because when you do that you spend a lot of time concerned about your image and to and it takes away from your day so to lessen that amount of time you know having a capsule wardrobe is great 
because you have the basics that are pretty much just always going to be in style, going to be something you want to wear constantly. And when you're buying things that are ethical and sustainable, meaning you can reuse it and it's going to be with some purpose to it that you can have it, you know, having these things in mind when purchasing your clothing is great because then they'll give you some long wear and you won't have to continue to go out and buy new clothing and that's going to save you in the long run, not to mention it's going to save you with your time. So these are some things to keep in mind as well. And yeah, I think I'm going to do a whole talk on that because capsule wardrobes are great. It allows you, yourself, the person, not your clothes to basically speak for you. You know, uh, there's nothing wrong with your clothes being a way of self-expression I understand, you know, there's statement pieces that people have in their clothes, but, um, yeah, I think that's what I'll do for a talk coming up. Let's see what's left on my, on this checklist. Recap and discuss mindfulness. So I really did that just now. I'm not going to recap that. And, oh, this is a question. Do you like these Thursday kind of off-topic talks? I want to know what you think and how you feel about them because I really like it. It uh, frees up my weekly episodes and allows me to put in a whole lot more extra stuff for you all. And it doesn't require um, for it to be as edited. It's more of a kind of raw type of recording. And it's a lot more comfortable too. It mixes things up. It gives a nice little variation to the recording. And it lets me kind of just be at ease when recording. So let me know what you think. Um, One last thing I wanted to talk about, and I think I'm going to save it for Instagram, which is, and I talked about it in the beginning, which is... um, when people are taking photographs and they're sticking their tongues out in the photograph, you know, it actually has an origin of place where it comes from and you'll be quite surprised at what it means and how inappropriate it is. So go ahead and follow me on Instagram because I'm going to be doing either a live or just maybe making a post or saving it in the highlights of where it comes from because when I found out where it comes from I'm so glad I never did it I don't know it's just it's a it's something I never thought to do in a photo um especially the peace sign putting up the peace sign in photos with your tongue out like when I learned where it comes from I was like oh my goodness and all these children are doing these things and they have no idea what it means You have to be careful with your kids and look into the things that other children are doing and stuff and where it comes from because it can be very harmful to your child and you may not even know. And so there's a lot of people who have their children on social media and it's it's important to just know where things come from and to be as best as you can when it comes to helping your child navigate through certain 
things. <laughs> so go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Stacy S T A C I dot co C O and check that out. I think I'll post something on the feed just to let everyone know or save it to my highlights, but I don't know exactly what I'll do. So go ahead and check me out on Instagram for more on Thank you.